Today is Wednesday. Nope. Fuck. Start over. Today is Thursday, June twenty first, and we are talking. No, start over again. Because I mean, you're gonna post this today, so today is Wednesday. Wait, but my computer says today is Thursday. Today is Thursday, dude. That's on me. I missed a day this week. You just missed a day? Yeah, dude. I keep thinking that it's one day earlier all this week. That's on me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Today is Thursday, June 21st. We're coming to you. We're talking about, I can't get this down. Mariners, the Yankees swept the Mariners. I'm sorry for this awful intro. What a butchered, awful intro. I'm trying to drink my coffee. The Yankees swept the Mariners. There was a walk-off in between them. There was two wins on the outside. It was really fun. Let's talk about it. Steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. That was maybe the worst intro. I think that was top intro. intro. Your part to blame for it. I'll take. 80% credit. You get 20% for the failure. <laughs> I think I'm a little more. <laughs> okay, good. I was being nice. Yeah. Well, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining and listening and listening to us talk about the Yanks. If you couldn't figure it out from the title, that's what we do. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from Lavalette, New Jersey, down the shore, my favorite place in the world. I'm on vacation for two months, and I got my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver, transplanted Yankee fan. On the boardwalk. That's a song, right? I think it's under the boardwalk. I think it's okay. under, not on. But how are you doing, Jake? How are you? How's your uh, Monday, man. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday going? So you um you had a late night last night. So you're you're tr- you're trying to get the energy. We've got coffee, Jake, today. Yeah. T- I'm having a sports dude day. I woke up. I watched all three soccer matches. Wow. All three World Cup matches. I watched the Skankies. Nice. Yankees nerds, and I'm a huge draft nerd, and it's NBA draft night, so I've got three major world sports covered, and I'm I'm tuned in the whole day. So I'm on I'm on coffee number two. Nice. The Yankees, I hot take the Yankees swept the Mariners, so I'm I'm happy and I'm running hot on that. There you go. I wouldn't say that's even a hot take, but yeah, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing. So yeah. This is going to be a Jake episode, so you might just want to turn it off. <laughs> I went to the game last night. It was awesome. Got home at 2, made the Magic Moment videos and all that. I uh, woke up at set 7 for some reason. Like, I didn't sleep in. And then did some stuff. And then the game started at 1. Uh, the first inning, I thought it was going to wake me up and be, like, a f- blast. But this last game, like, then it kind of lulled me to sleep. I ate, like, a whole thing of ice cream. That didn't help. Now I'm trying to drink coffee and get myself going. But What, what kind of ice cream? It might have been like some sort of healthy, healthy fake ice cream. I'm not sure. I hope it was, uh, but it was peanut butter. I'm on a total like summer, summer started. Yep. So like I've just kind of let like, I think everyone has their normal like rules of dieting that they follow that aren't necessarily a diet. Like I, I try not to eat too much pasta and carbs regularly just because if I do, I'm, I'm going to naturally inflate. I normally like don't buy cereal. Because I'm a big cereal eater, if it's around, I've just been gobbling cereal. 
I'm I'm the so, I my Katie's dad makes fun of me for how much cereal I eat during the day. If I sit down to eat cereal, it's not going to be some no. little little small bowl. It's going to be a, a big ass bowl of cereal. Like oh dude, Jason I, I started Siegel. doing cereal science with my stuff today. It's disgusting. Yeah. All right. Okay. A lot of different metrics that go into it. All right. Well, before we get into the burns, I want to let you know that this episode, this podcast is brought to you. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Mike Greenberg, Keith Ocheski, Albert Grazzi, Owen R. Hughes, Sarah, last name omitted, Melissa Caba, Hillary Brotschel, Lindsay Hoffman, Rory G, David D. Pavlov, Matthew Bock. Jeff Martin, I like his music. Will Haydenek, he's the one that keeps the awards for us. That's nice. Love you, Will. And Caleb Wallace, I think Caleb's a recent high school graduate. Congrats congrats on that, Caleb. They are our most recent subscribers on Patreon, so there are patrons. If you want to subscribe to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash talking yanks. What it is is it's $2 a month. You can do any other you can do $1 a month, but then you don't get the rewards. You can do more than $2 a month. Hey, that's nice. Thanks. Uh, you get early access to all podcasts. You get to watch us live as we record. You get to put your name in the hat for a raffle at the end of each month. Winner gets a free jersey from affordablejerseys.com. No name on the back. Free jersey. So if you want to support the show, if you like what we're doing and want to help keep us keep it going, that's uh, an avenue you can do. Or you can just tweet at Jake every single day and tell him he sucks because engagement is good. We did we did a bonus little nationals pod. It was like the game and a half we did with the nationals. So you get stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, we weren't we did, gonna do one. If you're watching the video right now, I'm pretending I want it to look like the floor camera. If I was doing push-ups, does it look like that? Because everyone's dying to be underneath you as you do push-ups. Mm-hmm. That's our next giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Worst giveaway ever. All right, let's burn game ones. Get into some baseball. You ready to burn? Yeah. Join Patreon, guys. There's That was my hard sell. Um, you ready to burn? Do I burn or do you burn? I always forget this part. I am allergic to burning, so. Okay. I get keloids. All right. Keloids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On your mark, get set, burn. Game one of the three-game set. Marco, that's fun to say. Gonzalez versus Domingo. Sunday on a Tuesday. Herman, top one. Mariner strike first. Ryan Hanniger. Whoa, be careful how you say that in the Bronx. RBI fielder's choice. one nothing. but the Emperor strikes back. Giancarlo! Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo! It's 1-1 one, one after 1. Marco and Domingo would exchange zeros until... Get to the chopper now. Andujar, two-run homer. Greg Bird scores. Mariners thought they were demoralized until Aaron. This hits. This hits. <laughs> Unstoppable. He hits a two-run homer. It's 5-1 Yanks. Bottom five. Domingo was cruising until Nelson Cruz catches him for a solo shot. Mariners rally alert? Nope. Because guess what? It's a cold world. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. I ain't got no kids yet. This right here is for practice. AJ Cole finishes it off for the Yankees. Judge throws an RBI single in there. Glaber throws up a solo home run to cap it off for Schlitz and Giggles. Domingo Herman, seven inning pitch, nine Ks to AJ Cole. Cole World, two innings, three Ks. Yankees win seven two. Oh my God. 
Coffee Jake, baby. Coffee Jake and my earphones do not get along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some post-editing there and make sure our <laughs> listeners don't go deaf. Hey, when you said a lot of singing, you weren't wrong. Oh, I forgot that you drink, like, sugar coffee. I was like, why is he drinking mud? Sugar pie, honey bunch. So what's, what's, your, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? I have a little secret for you. Game one. I, do you want to start with the secret, or do you yeah, want me to say something? I'll tell you my secret. I don't remember this game. I watched. <laughs> I watched it from start to end. I live tweeted it. I made a post game recap. I, I watched the, like the same way I watch everything. Uh, I don't know what happened to my brain. I straight up can't remember um, this game. So okay, that's yeah, I weird. think I remember I, Cole coming in, and I remember Herman <laughs> doing well. I like, like I should go to my own tweets to try and refresh. I'm gonna try and go back to my own tweets to try and refresh my memory. You, f- what's a talking point you want to talk about? Cole finally came in. You oh, you don't want my talking point to be? I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have to be honest with people. This is the first game. How many games are we at? Uh, like seventy. Yeah. This is the first game I watched start to finish. I sh- don't remember it, okay? <laughs> it's three days ago. I apologize. No, it is. And, and this is, I think this shows up when we talk about some of the other games. If the Yankees aren't losing or, like, doing crazy things, we've almost hit, like, the lull in the season. Because, I mean, this was just, like, a 1-1 game until the fifth. Mm-hmm. And then the Yankees hit two two-run homers. And then it was 5-1, and then you just kind of turn your brain off. Like, And that's, I mean, shout out to the bullpen. The bullpen's got some nuts stats. I'm sure we're going to talk about them a little more. But a 5-1 lead for the Yankees at this point is, it's you like literally turn off your brain. Like, I'm guessing because you're in New Jersey with your family, like enjoying things. I'm thinking like once that happened, you were like, okay, I can kind of keep one eye on the game, but I can still hang out with my family and have the fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. I uh, I said, and Andujar ends the slumo and gives us the lead. I'm guessing I meant slump right there. So Andujar had a big... Uh, well, no, you could have meant slumo. I, could have meant slump. I was guessing Andujar had a big... Hicks hit a home run from the right side uh, with a really slow bat toss. Domingo, Herman, 17 straight. And then Antiques Cole show came in with a 1-2-3. So, and then Glaber hit a bomb for good measure is what I said at the end. So yeah, I don't. I still don't. That didn't jog my jog my memory at all. Can't remember what room of the house I watched this in or anything. But hey, I'm glad that we won. Uh, this is what uh, amnesia and Alzheimer's feels like. I guess. Uh, I wish I knew what I said on my post game recap. I apologize. The good, it's all right. Good, I would just good game. <laughs> good game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I I I think another thing that we need to mention coming into this series, the Mariners were 46 and 26. Um, they're one of the best teams in the AL up to this, and we talked about it beforehand, but this was the Mariners were going to throw us a punch and want to show, hey, we can keep up with the Yankees in that, and I think we'll talk about that a little more later. But, I mean, yeah, the Mariners came out and wanted this, and we (laughs) said no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting kind of sick of everyone being like, oh, now it's going to be a big test against Seattle. Because they're rolling and they're playing really good baseball. Oh, oh, we've been playing really good baseball for three months now. Two and a half months. So, I'm sure Seattle is much more nervous coming to New York to play us than we are having them come play us in our home stadium. Honestly, the the biggest story from this, which I think I'll pass off to you, 
is, dude, a, a really good start from Domingo Herman. I mean, it comes up as seven innings pitch, two runs, only one earned, nine Ks. And, I mean, I'll, this is the part I want to pass on to you to kind of be the bad guy. <laughs> Do you want me to be a bad guy? Yeah, because after this game, some people were talking about, oh, do, you know, we didn't think Domingo Herman would be a part of this team. Now he might be our third best starter. So I kind of want you to grab that a little bit. Well, he's not our third best starter, but and I and I've been I've said time and time again that I don't see him as like a future starter for this team. And he's he's I mean I I got I have to I'm almost coming to grips with I'm wrong. Um, he ha- does have setbacks every now and then. <clears throat> he still gave up the first first inning home run, right? If I'm right, and then Giancarlo tied it right away. Uh, it wasn't a home run. It was a uh, infield in, infielder's choice. Excuse me. Okay, he's still giving up early runs, but they were like three runs in the first or second inning, and now we're cutting down went- to one run. So we're making strides, and once he gets going, he looks nasty as hell. And that's always been the case. As soon as he gets going, he's he's his stuff is dirty. I think, you know, uh, uh, Adam, our stats guy, says like his whiff rate at strikes inside the zone is like one of the top five in the league, and his whiff rate strikes outside of the zone is top five in the league. Dude's got nasty stuff. His fingers are twice the size of my fingers, which makes me look at my fingers with such shame. 29 years old, I've never really cared about my fingers until they keep highlighting Domingo's fingers, and now I just, just so sad looking at my stumpy little bitch fingers. So, anyways, yeah, I think it's gonna be, <laughs> I think it's gonna be, we're in cash we trust. I think we've hit the point with Domingo because I, again, I didn't see him potentially sticking around as a starter. I think we're going to find out this trade deadline if. Brian Cashman thinks he can be a top three starter at some point in his career, or if Cashman wants to trade him in, I think that's Cashman showing he doesn't think he can become that for whatever they're going to trade for. Yep. Okay. I'm good. I got no other talking points from this game besides uh, Cole. Call him the Cole show, and then I put Antiques Cole show. I liked that. I made myself laugh, even though I don't remember tweeting it. Let's do game two. I was at the stadium for this one, so I'm all about game two. Hey, you know AJ Cole's ERA? Zero. With the Yankees? Yeah. But now he's on the DL. Should we just get that over with now? They, they phantom DL'd um, Chase, uh, AJ Cole today to bring up Luis Sessa back. I got to think, like, Luis Sessa had to be, they had to make a move with him. First of all, AJ Cole's ERA is point six nine. Oh, you didn't let me nice. finish that. I thought it was zero. So, so nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, this could be a little trickeration by the, I don't want to say trickeration by the Yanks, but we've talked about the roster glut. I know it's your dream that whatever trade Cashman does make, he throws Louis Sessa into it. <laughs> no, I, I put Shreve in there over and we'll get to that later. We will get yeah. to that later. Uh, we might even get to that in next burn. You might um, I mean, let's. you can't assume that. Well, let me just spell it out like what's happened if you didn't follow along. Luis Sessa's been on the DL. They like Luis Sessa in the same way they like Shreve, where everyone else is is looking at Cash and Co. and be like, hey, we don't get this. Why do you like these guys so much? Uh, you can tell they like Sessa. 
AJ Cole has no options, and they didn't pitch him ever. He was warming up one after one game with the tractors doing the dirt because he needed to get some work in on the mound. Like, pitch him. Pitch him. He seems to be good when you pitch him, so pitch him more. He doesn't have options, so they can't send him down, so they would have to release him. They don't want to lose him altogether, so to buy some time, Sessa's DL stint was up, so he had to be reinstated. So they reinstated Sessa, and they said, Cole, you're injured. There's... No doubt in our mind, this is a phantom injury. There may be something, but the DL move is the smart thing to do from a front office standpoint. Because it keeps them around for longer, and now if someone else gets hurt, okay, Cole, we didn't lose you. And Cole has to accept it, I think. So. Yeah, and I mean, hey, A.J. Cole, like I've mentioned numerous times, he's a former top prospect. He's been pitching incredible with the Yankees at this point, so... If you're A.J. Cole, I think you'd rather go to the Yankees DL and say, yeah, keep me around as long as you can instead of him getting flipped in a trade to, like, the Tigers or something like that. Um, So, yeah. Yep. Okay, let's burn game two. Game two. Are are your headphones ready? Should Uh, I be quieter? I mean, you can be louder, but don't go – don't lean into your computer. I can't control it, dog. Do, do, Do you, man. Just do you. When I start rolling, I start rolling. All right, on your mark. Game two, burn versus the Mariners. Yankees versus Mariners. Wednesday night in the Bronx. On your mark. Get set. Go. Game two, one of the best pitchers in Mariners history versus one of the best pitchers in Yankees history. King Felix Hernandez versus Johnny Lasagna. We go scoreless through three. Top four, Johnny Laza starts serving up meatballs. See what I did there? He gets pulled for some lefty-on-lefty action. Usually got to pay double for that. Chasing you suck, chasing you suck, chasing you do nothing of value. D. Gordon, two RBI single after their marinara sauce going. LMAO, that inning. Three <laughs> nothing Mariners after three, and they were not done yet. Span sack fly, Healy RBI single. It's 5 nothing Mariners. I guess we'll forfeit. Wrong. If the glove fits, you must acquit. The judge shows up with a two RBI single, five two M's after five. Didi sack fly, down scores Frazier. It's 5-3 after 7. Bottom 8, L. Gary, the Kraken, two-run home run. It's locked up at 5 apiece. I let out a pretty pretty girly streak when he hit that one. Bottom 9, two outs, Yankees down to their last strike. Giancarlo, have your Yankee moment, Big Daddy. Call Zoolander because it's a walk-off. 7-5 Yankees. Laza to Shreve to Holder to Chapman. Spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks. Ooh. You ended. <laughs> I think you ended accidentally with spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks by accident. What did I say? I think you got a little too. You were in the moment, you know, and just rolling, which was great. We all loved it. But accidentally, you said spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks at the end. You think I said at the end of that? Spit in my mouth, let's go, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the headphones, I had to hold them out for my ears. But it sounded a lot like, to me, you ended the burn of game two versus the Mariners with spit in my mouth, <laughs> let's go, Yanks. It's tough to say. I don't know. Hindsight is tough. You were at the game, Jim. What would you think? I was at the game, and I got to say, the atmosphere was cool because it was hot as hell. And uh, Luke and my little brother was there. We decided to wear pants. Because all my shorts don't have back pockets, and I needed to bring external chargers, some business cards, like a lot of stuff. 
So I couldn't just two front pocket it with my shorts. I don't have a pair of shorts with back pockets. Also, my girlfriend tells me my, my shoes that I wear, I can't wear them with shorts. So, you know. I got yelled at for my shoes this weekend. Yeah, so I wore pants. I was like, that'll be cool enough. Right field, box seats, ain't cool, Jake. It was hot as fuck. It was so hot. So hot. I almost got cooked out there one fourth of July. Yeah, dude, it's so hot. So the first five innings, I mean, it was like I it was in my favorite seats. We're hanging out, said hi to some people. That was fun. Um, we'll say more about that later. Shreve pitching th- in parts of three innings should never like. I think his final line was two innings pitched, but he started in the fourth, pitched the whole fifth, and then the sixth. And it's it just should never happen. You shouldn't make people do that. It's so mean. So I was like, oh, shit, it's 5 nothing in the fifth. Well, okay. Um, it would be crazy if they came back. I, actually, I never I never had the thought, like, okay, well, this game's over. Because I was like, anything can happen. But neither did the whole stadium. Like, I thought come the sixth, I guess judges two runs, to, to put it within three, really kept the whole stadium around. Because no one left early. And it was 5 nothing, and we had Shreve going. That's basically waving a white towel. But it is. It's waving a white towel. And we, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Maybe when we get to motherfucker. And uh, so we, Luke and I were moving around searching for a breeze. And we said hi to some people. Uh, JP was there. So we talked to him for a while. He's doing good. He's a listener. Hi, JP. Like JP. Um, well, so we go back to our original seats. And Gary's up. And I'm with Jordan, another listener. used to call into the show a lot. And Luke's asked me and Jordan are both wearing El Gary hats. And Luke says, "What's your prediction?" I said, "Home run." I said, "He's going to hit the AT and T sign, which is about a six hundred foot home run." Jordan also said, "Home run." Luke was like, "Okay, are you guys being serious?" And we're like, "No, I'm being dead serious." And Luke laughed at us. Gary hits a home run, tie game in the eighth. It's awesome. The place was buzzing. Like every time someone got on base, like when they hit the two, when they hit um, who they hit in a row, Giancarlo and Gary. Yeah, that was. Watching from my seat at home, I was kind of laughing at that. Yeah, but the stadium was buzzing because two on now. Yeah. You know, so this this the atmosphere at the stadium is crazy, much different than when I went in April and it was thirty degrees out and freezing, and we were losing eleven nothing to the Marlins. Well, one game we won like thirteen nothing, but yeah, the stadium is fun. And then then the wind, the walk off. I I screamed so much when Gary hit the home run, just like let's fucking go. Woo. I got dizzy. I had to hold the handrail because mm. like I got really lightheaded. And then I felt kind of embarrassed for myself and old. Like okay, don't scream that much, weirdo. Yeah. Then the walk off yeah, happened, and I was going. I was live on Periscope for that. That was fun. Um, I don't know, man. That's down five nothing. I think Luke didn't realize the magnitude of like the game we just saw. Like, oh, shit, yeah. that was a really good game. You really got to think it over, like, in your head and run Luke it. Run it doesn't back. think about a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell you my favorite story of meeting people. Um, okay. So a couple people wanted to, you know, come say hi and stuff like that, and that's that's cool. Like, I'll yeah, awesome. And this one kid uh, met up with us, and he was like, probably a younger kid, probably the 14, I don't know. He says, ah, nice to meet you. And he comes up with a friend. So I shake his hand and I shake the friend's hand. And the friend looks at me just very, not mean, but very honestly, just looks at me and shrugs, goes, I have no idea who you are. Not bad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, man, I don't know who you are either. But hey, I was just like, we can still shake hands. Say hi. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Got a German guy. Asked if I was the guy from Twitter. 
Guy named Gary wants to know Gary hat. Nice. It was good. I, uh, I had a moment like that. I worked the Denver Barbecue Fest this weekend, as I mentioned. And it was right outside the Broncos stadium. And someone comes up to me. Because I do. I like the Broncos. And someone goes, yo, the Broncos head coach is over there. And I was like, no way. Like, you're lying to me. And so I, I look over there and I see a big dude in Broncos gear. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's – Vance Joseph is the Broncos head coach. I was like, I don't think that's Vance Joseph. But then he was, like, dapping people up and giving them love and taking pictures. And I was like, shoot, I, I got to say something. So I walked over there, and I was just like, ah, hey, good, hey, good to see you, coach. Have, have a good year. Just, it's one of those, like, freeze-up moments where you want to do something but not be a total idiot. And luckily, it wasn't Vance Joseph. It was like Ron Woods. He's he's one of the, uh, he's an assistant coach. But uh, yeah, I was glad I didn't go up and be like, "Hey, Coach Joseph," because now I'm like a bad fan, b borderline racist. So yeah, sorry, short. I'm glad that kid didn't recognize you. I was like that. I that was my favorite kid I met all all the time at the game. <laughs> Just like such a shrug, like dude, I don't know who you are. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking care about you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Good shit. I think part part of the emotions you were describing, and I referenced it in the first game a little differently. Man, it, the Yankees are playing such good baseball that they're down 5 nothing, and you see Shreve in there, and you're like, you know what? If we lose this game, we lost this game. It, it is what it is. Tip of the hat. We'll beat the hell out of you tomorrow. But there's also that little part of you that's like just sheepish grin Yankee fan right now that it's like, okay, we're down five in the fifth, huh? If we, you know, you throw a two-run homer up there, it's a three-run game? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, dude, that's why this season is so great and people are taking it for granted. I think actually the Twitter world started to come around, Jake. Remember I said last week it was so bad? This week it was pretty good. People were like, yeah, we're good. Let's enjoy this. Dude, we're also winning a stupid amount of games. I was on the – dude, sweep the Mariners. We do the weird game and a half with the Nats, but I think that game still counts in May. Yep. So, like, dude, we've – I think we've won, let's see, four, seven. Dude, we've won, like – we've won, like, <laughs> stupid. It's, like, 12 out of 15 or something, and it's just, like, casual at this point. Yeah, it's pretty easy. All right, um, so we'll, obviously we'll get into the whole Shreve situation, and I'll just save it for motherfucker because yeah. that's my whole thing. Um, but anything else, Giancarlo gets his first walk-off. You believe in Yankee moments. I know you were tweeting that. Gary comes back with a rocket home run. That was a laser. Judge starts it up with two RBIs. Clinton was in the mix. I mean, everyone was in the mix. That's like a good team comeback win. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't believe in Yankee moments as much as some, like, Hardo fans, like, I saw some people like saying, you got to do it in the playoffs if you want to be a Yankee. It's like, okay, stop. And then, and then the other thing is like. I'm torn on that whole notion. Because here's the part I believe in. It's cool. Like you, like you, like, yeah, I think any team you have to, okay, dude, like buy in or earn your way on this team or like have a moment. Every team needs to have like, okay, what was your best moment of the season? And now Giancarlo has one. But Yankee fans do, and like Yankee fans tend to do, they do like just obnoxiously romanticize it, I think. And it's like you take it way too far, man. Now people are making fun of us. It's just kind of a fun thing, and you're making it into like 
Exactly. Earn your pinstripes. Like, like if you show that Hideki home run, and if you if you did like a montage of him, you'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Because what it is, there's so much pressure in New York, and I've compared Giancarlo to A Rod, like Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got this like handsome, like big guy figure, NL MVP coming to the Bronx, and he, you know what it is when they do that you literally can see like the load come off their shoulders. Yeah. It was the first time you saw Giancarlo like give a sincere smile. Like isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, and coming from that, let's talk about the celebration. I did a little breakdown of it. Chapman. Oh wait, no. Can't talk about Chapman's it. Chapman's a nut job. Yeah. This is crazy guy. We'll save that too. Let's just burn game 3 and get into awards cuz I'm itching to get okay. into awards. You're just itchy. You're so itchy. It's all oh, that it's, it's all that salt water. All that water. All that water. Are you going? Good podcast stuff. You always count it down, dude. All right. All right. Are you ready for the countdown? Well, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Burn. Game three to the Ales. Best on the bump. Luis Severino versus the Big Maple in the Big Apple. James Paxton. The Yanks welcome their friend Jimmy Pax from the Great North in the first. Oh, don't you know? Judge two-run homer. Giancarlo robbed of a homer, but no worries. Like a helicopter, North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Andujar, two-run home run. It's 4 nothing. Yanks after one. Thanks for coming, Seattle, I guess. But the Mariners showed a little fight. Kyle, leave it to Seager. Two-run homer in the second. It's 4-2, Yanks. Paxton and Sebi would settle down until top of the six. Ben, where would you be in our outfield depth chart? Gamble, RBI single. Great flow. Good for you, bud. But then the game would be passed on to the Yankees bullpen. Sebi, to Robertson, to Deli, to Chappie. <laughs> Mom's going to be home in five minutes. Get the brooms out, baby. Yankees win four to three. Sweep the upstart Mariners. Let's go, Yanks. I like the mom's going to be home in five minutes. Get the brooms. You like that? Yeah. I thought that was good. It's, I didn't know if people would get that. Is that a saying? I don't think so. But it's just a classic, like, oh, mom gave me chores to do. It's five minutes. Yeah, yeah, get- yeah. Like, we got to like, put the video games down. We got to clean up. Mom's on her oh, way home. Start sweeping now. We had all weekend, but, but she's in the driveway. Sweep it up. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Yeah. I like that, man. I'm glad we just explained it because that always makes jokes better when you explain them in depth. You just explain it in depth. Each funny part of the joke. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad I helped you out there. Solid burn. A lot of good burns. A lot of energy from Coffee Jake. <laughs> First inning, Paxton was so shook in that Andor home run. Just the he was just like, what the fuck? We saw um, we saw what's the dude's name? Gio from Nationals. Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez had the same reaction. It when Austin like we had like Austin Tyler Austin hit a home run in that like game that went on to get rained out and then suspended. But Gio Gonzalez had the same reaction Paxton had where he's just like, God damn it. They hit everyone's just hitting the ball so hard. Coney Coney was being beautiful in the booth because it's like Yeah, you get rocked and even even you give up a, a three hundred thirty foot home run you know, you still let them hit the ball pretty hard. But you see he you could see him talking through Paxton's emotions yeah, yeah. of seeing that first Yankee home run on the short porch, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's got to be pretty demoralizing, just like that. We'll say this. Um, 
You know what it is? You know what? CeCe's got to go up to Paxton like Coach Boone when he gets the brick thrown through his window. And remember the Titans and the other coach is like, you put my daughter through that. And he's like, now you know what my daughters go through every night. That's what yeah. CeCe and Tanaka got to go up to Paxton. Like, now you see what we deal with every night, you son of a bitch. Yeah, You're just visiting. Just, we got to deal I, with this. This is our home. <laughs> I didn't like the Yankees. Uh, the one thing I didn't like on the Yankees broadcast was they, they mentioned Paxton – you know, having trouble against the Yanks, and he might have had a bad start against Houston or Boston or something. He's really good. Um, I don't know anything it, about him. It was it was very – it was a little too Yankee-ish, like, oh, James Paxton, you're good, huh? But you come to the Bronx and you get rocked. It's like, well, he, he got beat up in the first inning. He settled down a little Yeah, bit. but, he, I mean, in the first inning, he got so beat up, it looked like it was – like, to make those comments then, I think, is fair. Once he settled down, then you have to backtrack on those comments, but right. – well, I didn't. So, I mean, he's coming off. T- well, he gave up. His last start was six earned runs to Boston, two point two to third. Yeah, but I mean, so maybe pitchers- so, but so after the first inning, you're thinking, oh shit, he might be in. A, uh, so he did correct himself, but no, he yeah. definitely had a moment where he was like, oh shit, I'm against these guys in the Bronx now. This sucks. A little bit. I, I think he was more so looking at the right field porch, like, <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> you know, it was, it was like, okay. I get that Judge and Giancarlo are going to pop ones. Like, that kind of suck. And then he sees the rookie third baseman go oppo taco, and then he's really like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do this, huh? Yep. Um, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? Probably something about game three. Yeah, I mean, a lot of relievers went. Uh, yeah, Severino said- didn't have his best stuff. You, you said you didn't love this game. <laughs> I thought it was boring. I was really tired from the night before. I went on yeah. I went on Periscope and there was the AC wasn't on and I was like stuck on Periscope just talking and people were like, "Dude, you seem drained today." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. This ain't good." Saying good. Sevy wasn't the best, but with Sevy not as best doesn't kill you, but Robertson came in and did his little Houdini act in another inning. Um it was 4 to 3, it was 4 to 2 and then it was 4 to 3 and I never for a single second, even when Chapman walked a guy or whatever it was to put a guy in base in the ninth, and then he got to second on the fielder's choice, I never for one second was worried about losing this game three on on Thursday. Were you? I did a little bit just because of the whole this game meant more to the Mariners than it did to us. And when it, when it, when it got to 4-3 in the six and you start doing one of those Okay, so the Yankee the Yankees haven't scored in five innings. Have these guys kind of, you know, taken their foot off the gas a little bit? Um, but dude, and I I tweeted it out. It, if if we get to the eighth inning and we got Batanzas and Champion, I am just peacocking around right now. I said that Dellen's so good right now that he's probably going to pick this guy off, and then Romine threw him out. So I kind of half was right. How about Daddy Romine? Speaking of spit in my mouth. How about Michael K using the word daddy on the broadcast to talk <laughs> to talk Dude, he's had he's had some creepy shit. Like when the Glaber Taurus walk off versus the Indians, he said and a child leads them. That's weird. Don't say that, Michael K. A little weird. And then today he was like, There's daddy talking about Austin and 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 Andrew's dad. And it's like just say dad or father. Yeah. It's very yeah. it's a, it's a it's an innocent slip, but it's pretty weird. You can't be can't be going around throwing daddy loosely. 
K's, I think K's gotten to the point where he can say kind of weird stuff, and you're just like, okay, yeah. Yeah. With the Romine daddy. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, I was all on, on his side because he had that cute moment with his kids, and then and now I'm like, oh, dude, weird. All right, let's let's uh, let's go straight into awards, which are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com, $99.99. Do they have the names on the back of those jerseys? I always forget them. Would you want the names on the back? No, I'm a Yankee fan. Of course. Obviously, AffordableJerseys.com doesn't have the names on the back of their jerseys. They're real Yankee jerseys for real Yankee fans. A lot of people have names on the back of their jerseys, Jake, and it's just kind of sad to me because it's not that sad because a lot of people don't care. But it's mostly because they would probably prefer to get them without the name on the back, but you've got to pay like $200 to get a nice jersey without the name on the back. AffordableJerseys.com gets it for $99.99. Whatever guy you want, basically. And uh, Awards are also sponsored by Budweiser, because I've been wearing this Budweiser hat for like four straight days now. Okay, well then they're also sponsored by uh, Gary Sanchez, because I've been wearing this hat. Not bad. Not bad. Go get a jersey. Go get a Bud. This Bud's for you. My Johnny Lasagna shirt didn't show up in the mail until today, and the game was yesterday that I went to for the Johnny Lasagna start. Brutal. Brutal. Come on, male. Be faster. It's the reason you're going out of business. All right, awards. Um, oh, you know what? Will what? Will sent me. He was like, he's he keeps track of our awards. And he sent me something. He said, do you want me to rotate it so you guys will know who goes first and who goes second? Something, something no one else like even cares about, but we do because oh. we don't want to steal. We want to or not want to steal the other person's award so i have the updated list last week it looks like you gave pride of the yankees to Didi, and then i gave pride of the yankees to johnny lasagna so i'm up first you're up first you're up okay my pride of the yankees is Giancarlo Stan, and I'm just going to run away with it. I think there was a – no, 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 no. This is a dude who came here for big moments, and, yeah, it's a baseball game in June, so let's not glorify it that much. But like you said, you kind of stole it. That's a weight off his back. We saw him have so much fun. We saw him laugh and jump and for joy. And maybe this gives him some breathing room. Also, proud of the Yankees, the weather, because I think that – that nonsense about like it's getting hotter and we're going to start hitting is true because they're whacking balls in this third game. Giancarlo went Oh, for four, the, the, the best Oh, for four I've ever seen. He put one over the center field wall, legit over. It just got robbed. He hit another one so hard right at either center field or left fielder. So he's just whacking balls everywhere. Even I think if you, his, the amount, I don't know about the amount of hits while doing them. He had four hits, um, yeah, three hits, three big RBIs, two home runs. But the amount of hard hit balls on this series is probably a lot. But yeah, I mean, it's opportunity. You ha- you need the opportunity, and then you need to come through in it. And when he was down two strikes, I almost like turned off Periscope. It's like okay, nothing's gonna happen here. Uh, the pitch wasn't in the dirt, so if it was, we'll see. But hey, you can't think like that. He did it, and he whacked it, and he had a good moment and a walk off. I think I said earlier, if you hit a walk off walk off home run, you get an award. So he was getting one no matter what. I figure I make it pride of the Yankees. I I don't know how many times he's even gotten pride of the Yankees. And man, I I know I I love the 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 breakdown of the celebration and all that. It's really cool when you see some of these guys. I mean. 
the whole Chapman being a happy person now is the most terrifying thing in the world. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but you you could see again a lot of these guys make incredible money. They're famous people, and dude, they were all really jazzed up for Stanton to get this. And I I think part of it's tied to is Stanton is supposed to be like a notorious worker. I, again, he's an A Rod type that he he puts in the time. It's in the weight room. It's in the cages. He makes it come together with his weird batting stance and all that. And I think you could see from the guy's reaction that it must have been wearing on Giancarlo that it was the middle of June and he wasn't being talked about like Giancarlo Stanton to this point, even though he's like fifth in the AL and home runs and things like that. So uh, really cool and a point that still doesn't really need to be noted. I still think it's cool that he's playing like good left and right field when we need it. Yeah. But, so pretty cool. I went to the stats provided by Will and sure. uh, I gave – Giancarlo pride of the Yankees in the fourth series, and you gave it to him later on episode 107. So it's his third pride of the Yankees on the year. Look at that. Now you're up. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Who's your pride? My, <laughs> I think I'm going to give a stubborn pride of the Yankees. Um, you know what? No, let's, let's go with the, let's go with the twin billing. I'm, I'm going to give it to Judge, man. He is the clear-cut choice when you look at the stats. So Because that's the stupid thing. It doesn't. He still doesn't, like, jump out. And I don't know what he needs to jump out. Like, a, a, a three-homer game? Like, he's... When you look at the stats, he finished with... What was he? He was 5 for 12, uh, one home run. He had tied for the most RBIs. Um, and, dude, he's just... A force in the middle of this lineup. It's hard to find something to really complain about. Um, and man, he's he's just been so smooth and steady this year. It's it's been like one and a half series. We've just kind of been like, yeah, Judge wasn't really there. Um, he's a threat defensively. He had the nice base running today, um, where he didn't get doubled off. Yeah, that was or nice. Not doubled. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ball. Ball dropped in left field. A lot of guys would have got thrown out at second there. He read it beautifully. Um, he's an all-around great player, man. And um, so I was going to give I him. We always say this for two guys that host a podcast that's called Talking Yanks. We honestly don't talk about him enough because you and me feel like we don't have to. Yeah, because because the Yankee no everyone like, knows. I mean, so he good. ended this series. It was five for. 12 with four RBIs, 417, 462 on base percentage. Like every week I was going to give him the award like, oh, this again. Like, oh, I look at the stats for the the series to see who had who performed the best. Oh, it's Judge again. But you can give him the pride. That's his fourth pride and third from you. I've given him it once. That's cuz I like him. Yeah, well, dude, he's so good. He's so big, too. So look, have you seen that commercial where it's a bunch of executives talking talking about the uh, Haribo gummy bears? Haribo, yeah. It's a really good commercial where they got the little kid's voice coming out. That's what I just oh, felt yeah, like yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's big and I like him. Oh, I remember that. I do remember that now. Um, okay, so now we move on. If you're a new listener, we do a Pride of the Yankees, and we do our Yankee Motherfucker, which Jake and I hate doing, but force ourselves to do every week. Hey, guess what? I don't hate it right now, and I got a motherfucker for you, Jake, that you're going to dislike because it goes to three different people. You're giving three MFers? We just swept. 
We just swept Giants. Yeah, but you, I mean, you'll understand it. It's all the same guy, but there's three different reasons. Okay. Goes to. Okay, so it's one person. One player. Okay, you just said three guys. Yeah, three guys, but one of them is a player. Okay. It goes to Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and Chase and Shreve. Yeah, they did a terrible job this series getting that sweep. No, just the Shreve situation. Tell tell me more about it. So last two weeks ago, last week I gave my motherfucker to Chase and Shreve. The week before that, I gave it to a combination of Aaron Boone, Larry Rothschild, and Chase and Shreve. I guess Rothschild's out now. Listen, Cashman, he gets... 40% because he needs to DFA Chase and Shreve and give up this false hope and just move on. Just move on. Want to know why? Because you got a manager named Aaron Boone who gets 40% of this motherfucker as well who refuses to not use Shreve and con- and is- insists on using him in situations he shouldn't touch. He shouldn't sniff. If, 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 if we're down or if we're up three or we're tied or where if the score is within three, up or down, Chase and Shreve, if he picks up a ball in the dug in the in the bullpen, your dude, Mike Carkeys, should slap it out of his hand and say, No man, you're the last man on the totem pole. You wait till we're up or down six. But for some reason, Boone is throwing him out there for two innings in games that's close. And what has he done? Nothing but bad. He's not good. So then Shreve gets 20% of the left because, you know what, man? Maybe it's not your fault. You just aren't good right now. But you have been good very few times. So, I don't know. Be good. So it's a combination. The whole Shreve situation is stupid. He doesn't have any options left, so they can't send him down. They w- Do you think there's a chance Shreve finishes the year as a Yankee or, or doesn't get DFA'd before the year ends? Do you think there's a chance? Like a very distant chance. I, I mean, I'm when I say that, I'm thinking of like <laughs> pretty serious injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, um, I don't get it, man. Yeah, man. He's what? What was that, Katie Sharp stat in the last 15 games? 15 games. Jason Shreve has so, pitched two innings over multiple. No, I, you don't have the stats. <laughs> Do you have it? I, I have it. In front read of it. Yes. Read it. Read it. Read it. <laughs> in the last 15 games, Jason Shreve, four innings pitch, two runs. Two home runs. The rest of the bullpen, 38 innings pitch, zero earned runs, zero, zero home runs. So, hey, fall in line, stupid-ass tartar. People want me to eat a ton of crow because I I, se- I semi-defend Shreve. It's not like I'm, I'm at the stake saying he's great. I just think – and I think that stat is kind of what I was saying. Like, yeah, I know Shreve's not great. And the company around him right now is making him look folkish. If you're an iTunes, if you're an iPhone autocorrect person, so that's why Boone gets it. Because why is he using him? And it's I'll I'll say this. It was kind of <laughs> I don't want to say sad because that's too mean. I mentioned in my burn about Ben Gamel, and then we saw James Pazos, who we traded. Um, you know, like if Ben Gamel was part of the Yankees organization right now, sincerely. Where would he be on an outfield depth chart? Seventh. He, it's 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 low, and I mean Pazos, he's got some great numbers this year, but we did some things against him. Um, I don't know, man. It's 
the end is near for Chase and Shreve. I hated all the tweets like, that was probably Chase and Shreve's last pitch in pinstripes. It's like, no, he might go out tomorrow. It might be up like 8-1. to one. I thought, wait, but, but I honestly thought they were going to DFA him. Because I was like, why are they running him out there again? I thought they were just going to empty his tank, DFA him, bring up Canely, or do something. I didn't get it at all. That was the only thing I could do. Like, okay, well, we know he's leaving tomorrow, so let's just let's just end this and and get every last cent of him. I think it's close. Yeah, I mean, I, I the, the end is near. I mean, again, he's not pitching great right now. He started the season okay. This guy's going to be on a major league team. He's not deserving to be on this major league team, which may be an all time great major league team. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's the team we're talking about, though. He shouldn't yeah. be on his team. He shouldn't be used if he's on the bench and just sitting away and rusting. Great. These are so you get upset about the tweet saying this is his last game in pinstripes. I get upset about the tweet saying we need a lefty specialist or we can't live with like Shreve can't be our lefty specialist. Shreve is not a lefty specialist. They use him for full innings. Uh, I don't know why. Well, his numbers are better against righties than lefties. He's not a loogie. Everyone's like. Why our loogie can't even get out lefties? No, it just Shreve's bad. It, he's not a loogie. They don't use him as that. They might choose matchups where he gets more lefties sometimes, but he's never come in like Boone Logan or Phil Coke or Demasi Marte and faced a lefty and then come out. That that and we don't need one of those because all of our other bullpen guys are demand their own inning because they're so dominant. Chad Green, D. Rob Batansis. Uh, Chapman, they're all going to get their own innings. So we don't need a lefty specialist. That's the conversation that spurs from Shreve. I don't like that. Like we don't like he's not on the lineup. He's not still with the team just because he's a lefty. Like if he was a righty, he'd be down. No, if he had options, he'd be down. Yeah, yeah. And he's. I mean, the the only thing I'll say to the other other side of the chase and Shreve doesn't get lefties out well is that like some of those batters don't hit lefties well, so they're playing that game a little bit. Yes, would it be better to have a better lefty than Chase and Shreve? You got us, Twitter. It'd be better to have a better righty than Chase and Shreve. <laughs> yeah, it'd be better to have better. not Chase. No, it'd be better to have better. Quote that. Put it, it on a shirt with Chase and Shreve's face. Yeah. Ch- Chase and Shreve's shirt on a face, and then it'd be better to have better. <laughs> it's a mean shirt. Mean shirt. All right. Uh, let's move on. No, your mother, your motherfucker. How'd that feel, Jim? Bad. I don't want to give my motherfucker to the same guy, but oh, you loved every second of it. You sadistic bleep. Um, who am I gonna give an MF or two? Um, I don't really want to give one. Do I have to give it to um that website that I don't even want to mention? No, no, they they don't deserve to be mentioned. Um, hey, how about a sucker shot to Johnny Lasagna? Even though I think you could have got out of the inning. Um, he did rack up a big pitch count. We swept the Mariners. I'm moving on. I tweeted out like at the end of that walk-off, I was like, we had our double-A pitcher on the mound who'd struggled, and then we brought in our worst reliever, and we spotted you five runs, and you still lost, Mariners. You still. Yeah. And someone was like, people just like, you know, are eager to be upset. It's like, don't call him a double-A pitcher just because he struggled in his second start. It's like, oh, hey, buddy, if Tanaka didn't pull his hamstrings, he'd be in double-A. So why don't you shut your butt? You're, start, you're starting to get it. <laughs> well, okay, so your motherfucker was uh, lasagna. Yeah, sure. Sure, okay. Half-hearted, but it's in the history books. It's in the books. It's in the books. 
Um, okay, uh, let's go into awards, which we already into. That was weird. We're already into. Yeah, we already did the no. We had that. We did that whole shit. Yeah, transition. No name on the back. Transition brain. Um, I was. I was. I was messed up. Let's. Trans- okay. So Jake, cool. everyday normal awards. Are you ready? I'm just your everyday, everyday normal guy. I'm going first. I'm first. And it's the um. Hey Jake, why don't you go eat some bullets, you bitch? Award. So what, the, what was that award again? That wasn't the Hey Jake, you should go eat some bullets, you bitch award. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I just made it up on the spot, but okay. that's what I'm reading. That's what the paper they gave me says. Now I know, damn producers. Damn producers now. Luke's back. Now presenting the Hey Jake, why don't you go eat some bullets, you bitch award. Goes to Aaron Hicks. Yes. And uh, big old. I was to give him pride, but I was too proud. To you were it. too proud to give him pride. So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not like the biggest Hicks fan, but I'm also not the biggest Hicks hater. You dislike him more than me, so I get to now sit on top of my perch and say, Jake, you're so okay. stupid, even though I was halfway with you. In the month of June, batting 300, OBP 364, OPS, which is on base percentage plus slugging percentage which is hey do you get on base and then hey when you do hit the ball how hard do you hit it it's it's a good accumulative easy stat to to go by and you should nine point point nine eighty ops this month 11 rbis five home runs dude's playing well played two games this series and went three for eight with two runs scored two rbis a walk and a home run hixie telling you shut up yeah, man, I'm going to give myself credit because for the past couple weeks, anyone that I kind of poop on a little bit, they, they've been bringing it. Nice. So I'm kind of like the team motivator. I'm you, I'm the motivational speaker. You're just like the dog scurrying around the clubhouse, pooping on people. I'm the coach. I'm the mean coach that they they hate and that they get pissed off at, and then they do really well, and the coach is like, ah, I lit a fire under you. And they're like, no, dude, you're a fucking ass. Well, Herb Brooks, that's a great strategy. What'd you call him? Herb Brooks um, died because he didn't wear a seatbelt. Great hockey coach, though. Here's, um, what was I going to say? Here's my thing, man. I Hicks is Hicks. I don't like the guest hitting. I I was nice to him for their, those two weeks where I said he's he's like a very bad five-tool player. Um, here's here's something that we, we can quote and people can take out of context and be mean about. I'd rather have... Aaron Hicks at his arbitration number next year, then pay Bryce Harper thirty million to patrol center field. Quote it. How about that? Quote it. Quote Everyone it. Quote it. Put it in a book. Put it in a book. Book full of quotes. Cool. Um. All right. Cool. Your next award because that was the. Uh, why don't you go eat a fistful of bullets, Jake? You bitch award or something like that. Okay, a good one. <laughs> Classic award. It's first first uh, timer. My, my first award is. Uh, the since April twenty first award. Wow! Very excited. I don't know how far you know, away April twenty first is. What What are we now? Oh, dude, it's fucking. Oh, there's enough. Um, it's June twenty first. So what? <laughs> hey, June. So the two month award. Two months. I'm renamed. You've renamed it. Month. Okay, two month award. The two month award. You know who goes to? And you are. Ooh, 
close, but you're a big old idiot. It goes to Jonathan Holder. Wow. Jonathan Holder since April 21st. 22 innings pitch, zero earned runs, 21 Ks, three walks, nine hits. Holder, very good, flying up the bullpen ranks. Everyone was pissed that they went to Shreve instead of him. Uh, dude, he's been great. Uh, he deserves a lot of love. We've been giving him the love. Um, the stats are silly, man. I, I, I find myself doing these like not anti-Yankee rants, but dude, know how many teams would kill to have a however old Holder is? He's 24, 23, 25. You don't mean that literally. You mean that figuratively, right? You don't think teams out there would kill other? I think they would. I think GMs would kill. Kill all their people to have Holder. To have a. A young guy in their bullpen with some wipeout pitches that can go twenty-two innings without giving up an earned so run. So how yes. how do you think how do you think that works? Like who would they kill? Like just a bum on the street? Like um, Yankees GM Cashman says you can have Holder, but you got to oh a Cashman's enemy. Like you got to go kill this be, guy. It would be a fake trade. It would be a, like they would like they would poison Cashman and be like, yo, we already we had this trade where we were gonna get Holder. And we were gonna give you, we were gonna give this guy. So now that Cashman's dead, you just have to sign there, and the trade's done. So they're killing Cashman. Yeah, I, to get. Oh, I liked my situation where it was like, they call up Cashman, like we want Holder. Cashman's like, all right, I'll give you uh, JP Fire Fireson in our minor leagues, and also you have to go kill my wife's boyfriend. Okay, yeah. So it's you're basically Cashman saying, I'll give you Holder if you're my hit. Yeah. Okay. So you think so? Not you bad. think people will kill for Holder? I think they would, man. A lot of teams actually would. He's he's young. He's really good. Really good. He would be a guy that other teams talking podcasts, talking Rockies, talking Pods, talking Rangers. They would be saying, "Hey, we got to make this guy the closer." We're saying put this guy into tied or we're losing by one run game. Yeah. So I, it's. Appreciate Jonathan Holder. He's been great, and he's hey, he shut him down for what was it, uh, two point one innings in the game that we came back and won the five nothing game. Another another eighth seventh eighth man in the bullpen for guys for other teams. They come in that situation, you give up one or two earned runs, and you're like, oh yeah, that's why he's that guy. Jonathan Holder locked him up for two point one innings. We came back. Giancarlo got a signature moment. That's how you do it, baby. All right. What's your next? Award? Do you do you think you've given Holder a award before? Yes. What? I don't know. You have. I, th- I said yes, and then you you gave me a mean face. Yeah, it's called planning. So uh, in episode one hundred and four, you gave Holder the "Thank God I did well, otherwise this series could have gone completely different" award. Yeah. And and he's he's been a pride of the Yankees award winner before for me. So it's a third award for Holder. Good job, Holder. Job Holder. Okay. My next award. Your next award goes to Best Prediction Award. Oh my god, you're such a loser. It's a lame name. I tried to think of a creative name, but last time I tried to think of a creative name, you made fun of me, so I just went with lame name. Well, you went lame name and I still made it. Yeah, lose so. lose. I'm lame. Lose lose. Do better. Do better. Try your hardest. Do your best. <clears throat> you and Gentry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the best prediction award goes to uh, Chapman for predicting John Carlos Stan's walk-off home run. Predicted the hell out of it. Oh yeah. He's never been more happy. Did someone? If someone introduces Araldus Chapman to gambling, the, he's the clubhouse is going to want 
to put him to sleep because I've never seen someone been so happy. He let me get this straight. Get this straight, dude. Oraldis Chapman was not happy that Giancarlo Stan hit a walk-off home run. That was maybe five percent of his happiness at most. Araldis Chapman was happy that he predicted that Giancarlo Stan would hit a home run. That was he was gloating as if it was him who hit it, and I don't blame him. That's totally cool in my book. He deserves it. Because he told Domingo Herman he's gonna hit a home run. And then he if this was if this was a movie, like Araldis Chapman like three weeks ago, like found his childhood best friend or like childhood love of his life or something like that. Yeah, because he's been so happy lately. Giddy. I'm not even happy. Giddy. And like, I just picture, (laughs) I'm picturing some of the veterans on the team, like going to the other guys and being like, don't get used to this. This is not the guy we know. Yeah. Clint Frazier walked in and Aralis Chapman walked up to him and was like, what's up, Clint? Good to see you back, man. Hope you stick around this time. Clint's like, Clint, Clint gingerly walks over to Gardner like, yo, Chapman just greeted me with a big smile. Gardner's like, yeah, man. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks now. It's wild. Weird. Another good movie scene. Like, Clint Frazier's back. He's, like, not trying to ruffle any feathers. He's at, he's, he's at his locker and just a big shadow, a big imposing figure is behind him. And he had, like, a bad run-in with Chapman last year. He turns around. Chapman's over him. He's like getting ready for a punch, and then Chapman gives him like a big hug. Clint, my buddy. <laughs> okay. Something's going on. Something happening. Like life turning, life turning moment. Because he scary, like mean guy to just smiley, happy, giddy guy in the last three weeks. We're, we're, it's working. We're happy. We're happy. You're happy. We're happy. You're happy. But we're a little scared. <laughs> more than a little scared. Freaking me the fuck out, dude. All right. By the way, Araldis Chapman. Yeah. Rala God. Let's see. Okay. Uh, my last time I gave Araldis Chapman the award was I gave him the scariest scary guy award. And it was the okay. first time he smiled instead of screamed. Oh, and then I, wait, hold on. Here's a, here's a trend here. I gave him scariest scary guy in episode 104. And then in episode 112, I gave Chapman, Lady, You're Scaring Us. Right. And now I've given him best prediction. All right, you're up. Last award. Did I lose you? No, we're good. I got you. Thanks. My last award is the 1998 award. Okay. You know who goes to him? The whole team. Nope. Scott Brocious. I'll give you a hint. Well, dude, great. Love Scott Brocious. Love Scott Brocious. Love Scott. Best fair hand yep. ever. Um, you should see him on the baseball field, too. Um, <laughs> so the idea behind the 1998 award is there's a person who has full-on – You've got me full in on the end of the year season video. Here's a guy who is fully bona fide, locked himself in to the end of year video. And it's a comparison to something on the 98 team. Neil Walker. 
I don't know. I, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I'm thinking of a Charlie Hayes S type player, but I, I don't know who you're going. Austin Romine, man. Oh, dude, that peg to second today with Dellen on the hill. That was a thing of beauty. He's a threat at the dish that we've talked about too much. My comparison is, hey, 98, we had this young catcher named Jorge Potatoes who was raking it. We had the, our second catcher who was still playing in almost half the games, some guy named Joe Ferrari, Girardi. Um, dude, and they were like, they were the fun kind of catching duo. It was like, Jorge, we know you got this and we're passing you the keys to the kingdom, but it was still like Joe Girardi's this veteran baseball player that everyone on the team loved. And dude, like, we saw it in Greg Bird's eyes. We saw it. It was weird when Michael Kay said the daddy thing about Romine. But, dude, the team loves this guy, and he's he's a full-blown part of this team. If you're making the year-end video at this point, you cannot leave out Austin Romine in any fashion. He's been he's a threat offensively. Defensively, he's good, man. That throw to second was beautiful. When I saw Dellen out there, my literal thought was like, all right, two outs. Dylan, let that guy steal whatever he wants. Just get the batter here. And Romine said, no, I, I got you, dog. I thought, it, I thought so, he was going to pick him off. You did think that. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, that that throw is beautiful today. And, yeah, I mean, Romine's going to play in a lot of baseball games. And, you know, people want to compare the 98 team and all that fun stuff. Well, hey, there's there's a little comparison for you, the uh, – the young, the young up and coming mashing catcher, and the the old the old vet. So I I think teams are are, are starting to know about his offense. We'll see where it levels off. Manners had an unfair advantage. They had his freaking brother. Oh my god, that's true. And, I, I, it's starting to level off, and I want to see it's going to dip. It's going to dip, and then it's going to level off somewhere. And I want to see where that is, because as long as it's not last year, we're golden. How funny would his brothers his brothers just running around the dugout? This is my bro- this is my brother. He's pretty good now, guys. Yeah. He's inverted. He's got the inverted stance now. Watch out. He upped his game. Yeah, he's inverted. High, so high, he's pretty good. Outside fastballs. Can't lay off him. Hits him well. So throw inside. I think that's all we got, Jakey boy. I'm still here, I think. Yeah, I think that's all we got, though. Okay. Um, we got um, yeah. We got the Rays coming up, who aren't good, and we should beat them. Another bullpen day with Yarbrough, who I dislike with all my heart, and I hope he pitches faster this time. Uh, I think I lost you on the feed, so I might just wrap this up on myself. Thank you guys for listening very much. Important, important. We recorded the full episode and we forgot to talk about Clint Frazier. So we're back just for a quick couple minutes. Got to talk about Clint because he played every game. He got called up. Jake, do you want me to open up the conversation? You know where I'm going with this or do you want to say something first? Well, I know I set you up before. I'm, I'm going to be slightly good cop here because I'm, I'm just going to say the nice thing. Clint looked good. He played center field, which I said might happen this year, and I think you may have laughed at me in a previous episode. He looked, Dude, he looks great at the plate. Defensively, he still looks a little jittery, and I know people were scared when he went for the double in that second game or whatever it was. Dude, he looks really solid at the dish, and he's a good baseball player. Back to you, Jimmy. I was going to give him the award of – actually, this is what I had lined up before I gave you the Eat Bullets award. I was going to give him the award of – 
yeah, you're an MLB hitter, huh? Because he looks so good at the plate. He's a professional hitter. Like, he's really, really going – his hitting's going to waste in AAA. I wish his fielding was as good. He didn't make any mistakes, but he's still just jittery. Like, even when I watched him live, the way Fields ball comes up, just looks jittery. But this is what I'm saying. That was the most blatant showcase weekend I've ever seen a player have. Gardner saying, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And they're being very careful with him. I understand that completely. Be careful with Gardy. He's important. He's fine right now. You have Clint. Clint just played all three games. They sat Hicks. They sat Gardy. They put him in center field. They batted him in leadoff. He played well. I don't know, man. That has all the signs of being a showcase weekend. We want to see what Clint can do versus Major League Talent. So Gar- so Cashman arranges it. Kind of works out perfectly with Gardner being a little banged up. I... I, I could be wrong, and and I'll be I'll be I can admit, hey, yeah, I read way too far into that. Uh, I was wrong. Th- he's not traded. He's the future because he because if they don't trade Clint and he stays and become, takes over left field and is the future outfielder, that's great news. Kid's a stud with the bat. I'm not against that. I just think that that had all the signs of a showcase weekend. Do you? Get, did you get that sense? Do you think I, do you think I sound crazy? What's your reaction to that? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. I I think the biggest thing, which you you just said, you mentioned slightly there, which could be a bigger thing, is that Clint Clint looks really good at the plate. Yeah, like like really good. Yeah, like for someone his age and the comparison from last year to this year, like the progression he's made and just how comfortable he looks. I'm just saying, when the Yankees come to this trade deadline, I mean, if they see Clint Frazier as their left fielder of the future, a potential, like, 300-hitter, 30-home run guy, I mean, they're not just going to move him for a Cole Hamels or a rental. No, Um, it would have to be a, a good get. So that's the thing, and if there's not a good get out there, it is going to be interesting because, man, when the playoffs come or whatever it may be, that's a bat that you kind of want to have on the team. So it's it's something to watch. I think I think you're absolutely right. It was a little bit of a demo. I think it was more so showing off <laughs> to other teams that he could play center field instead of the Yankees saying, oh, we want you in center field today. Um, it's, it's definitely something to watch. And, man, I'm – I'm not saying I'm fully there, especially if the right deal comes along, but I, would I like to see Clint Frazier as a starting left fielder next year? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to see what he can do for a full season. I'm not, I'm not saying 100% he's going to get traded. I'm just saying that was his showcase weekend. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Clint thought it was? He earned playing time. Which he did, which he also which did. Which he did, which he has. But Hicks could have very easily let off the third game versus Paxton and played center field. He wasn't beat up. He didn't, like, play a lot. He that Hicks very easily should have played and let off that game's center field. They played Clint because they were showcasing him. I've got a I've got a – we haven't done one of these in a while. All right, got to wrap it up. I'm just joyous because we're we're doing a little extra right now. Gun to your head. Do you think Clint Frazier gets an at-bat in the 2018 playoffs? Yes. Right? I do too. With the Yankees, I don't know. 
Ooh, and that was talking scat. <laughs> All right. Now back to the outro we previously recorded before we remembered that we didn't talk about Clint. Go Yankees. The Yankees are fun. Yankees are good. Good time to be a Yankees fan. I'm going to be trying to go to a game a week over the next eight weeks. So if I'm there and you listen to the show, come say hi. That would be cool. Talk some Yanks. Have some fun. Enjoy the game. Hopefully it's another walk-off because that was the most fun game I have ever been a part of live. That's a good question. I don't know, man. It's down 5 nothing. Come back and win it with a Gary Homer. And then a Giancarlo walk-off. Yeah, I think that might be one of the more fun atmospheres I've been to live. So that was great. Uh, All right, if you enjoy the podcast, it would be really helpful if you subscribed. Oh, you're back. I'm doing a wrap-up. I'm I'm doing subscribe, rate, review. If you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. That would be really helpful. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash yanks. Jake, any last words? We appreciate you. Go Yanks. We appreciate you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.